0: Catechism question this week is Shorter Catechism number 16. Did all mankind fall in Adam's first transgression? And the answer is, the covenant being made with Adam not only for himself but for his posterity, all mankind descending from him by ordinary generation sinned in him and fell with him in his first transgression. Now it's important that we see that The sin was not just a way by which Adam kind of broke his innocence. It was a transgression of the covenant of life. Uh, It violated the terms of the covenant. There were actually a great complex of sins, as we heard uh, last week in the sin whereby our first parents fell. uh, There were uh, sins on uh, the woman's part. Uh, She listened to the voice of the serpent. Uh, instead of uh, the voice of God, as had been relayed to her by the voice of her husband in the past. Uh, There was also, of course, Adam's sin, that he didn't speak in the present, that he didn't intervene. Uh, But God, having assigned her to the man, brought her to the man, uh, and having brought her into covenant with himself, uh, mediated through the man in whom she was in covenant with God, and making Adam her head she ought uh, to have listened to the one that the Lord had assigned to her, by which she would have been spared from being deceived. Uh, so yes, as far as eating the fruit goes, she was deceived, but there were already sins involved, not following God's order, uh, and therefore already not following God's order. She was more susceptible uh, to uh, modification of God's word. and Also, of course, Adam... Uh, did not do his duty as um, a husband to intervene between uh, her and the serpent, to protect her from the serpent, first of all, and uh, and the serpent's ideas. And second of all, to teach her uh, better, to intervene also as her teacher. Uh, and the scripture tells us that Adam was not deceived. He knew exactly what was happening. Uh, and yet he was willing and hopeful uh giving himself even to the same sin by which the serpent fell. Uh, and we remember that in all of these things he was our head, he was our uh representative. That's dreadful to uh to think that we have in each of us uh the same sinfulness that imitates that by which Lucifer fell. Uh, that we would be like God in knowing good and evil, determining it for ourselves, displacing God. Uh, And so there are many sins, but the sin by which they fell uh, was eating the forbidden fruit. Now, uh, the woman ate first, uh, and she did become a transgressor. Uh, by her eating, as First Timothy two also says, being deceived she ate, and became a transgressor. I think New King James says, uh, fell into transgression. Uh, but it's in Adam that we sinned, and it's in Adam that we died, uh, according to Romans five. Uh, and so this shows us uh, that it's not just that we are uh, descended. From Adam. It's that he was the covenant head, because we're also descended from the woman. And yet, the representation, the sinning as a representative person, or as the larger catechism has it, as a public person, that belonged to Adam, uh, and not the woman who had come to be uh, called Eve by him when he believed the gospel that the Lord had pronounced with reference to her. It is interesting that when he is giving the curses, he doesn't tell the woman uh, that she is cursed for her sin. In fact, the implication is that she is cursed especially for Adam's sin. Not that she didn't sin, not that she didn't even deserve hell. She did. But to the serpent, he says, because you have done this, you are cursed, blah, blah, blah. To the man, to Adam, in verse 17 of Genesis 3, he says, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, this overturning of the order that the Lord had given them, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, broken the uh, the terms of the covenant of life, cursed as the ground for your sake. Uh, now with the woman, he doesn't use the word cursed, and he doesn't tell her because of what you have done. Rather, her curse... Uh, comes in connection with the man. It says, I will multiply, greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Uh, and so, she is going to have, uh, the sorrow of conceiving children as a sinner with another sinner. And those children whom she conceives and bears then will be sinners because their father. <laughs> is a sinner and so she'll be a sinful mom of sinful children who are born of a sinful father uh, and that has been one of the great sources of sorrow in people's lives uh, ever since uh, but it's uh, it's important for us to see that it is especially adam's sin by which this came upon his wife and upon all of his children, Uh, and of course, uh, the the difficulty that would come in their marriage as well, as she uh, would now continually desire to rule uh, over her husband, but he would dominate her, uh, not lead her. Uh, And we remember, of course, the, the use of the same sort of phrase in Genesis 4, verse 7, just a few verses later. So Adam sins uh, as a, a public person. And the Catechism recognizes this because it asks, did our first parents continue in the estate? Uh, and then the the answer is that our parents, left to the freedom of their own will, our first parents fell from the estate. But then the next question is, not did all mankind fall In our first parent's transgression, it's in Adam's transgression that all men fell. Uh, Because of the wickedness of our heart, uh, we may be so bold and proud and arrogant as uh, to raise our hearts and minds against something that the Bible plainly teaches. Um, Let us be very careful when we ask questions uh, if you ask, how can this be in order to understand more because you are receiving it as true uh, and uh, trying to understand the truth of what God has said, that's one thing. But if you say, how can this be because you're questioning the fairness or the justness uh, of a public person, of a federal representative, then you are raising your heart and mind against God. And so be careful even how we... Uh, asked the question. And of course, we don't want federal representation to be done away with. Because if we got rid of federal representation where one man could sin and all who are federally represented in him would sin and fall and die with him, we would lose federal representation where one man could obey and one man could suffer. And all of our all of our guilt would be put away by his suffering, and his obedience would be counted for us as righteousness. Because he is a public person, and he was doing that for all who are counted in him, and who are then brought into him by faith that the Spirit gives us to believe into Christ, and so we absolutely depend. Upon the validity of federal representation, of having a federal head who acts, and we are counted as acting in him, and the um, the consequences of what he does come to us uh, in him, and so it's very important that we uh, that we maintain this doc- doctrine of federal representation. The covenant being made with Adam, not only for himself, but for his posterity, all mankind descending from him by ordinary generation. That is every man who is born to a woman by a father who is a sinful federal head. Like we were just hearing about. Uh, in the difficulty that would come upon the woman in Genesis 3.16. Mary uh, was susceptible to all the ordinary pains and difficulties of childbirth and conception. And Mary was susceptible to all the difficulties that come from being a sinful mother. For instance, when she's worried sick about her son, um, because... Uh, they make it, you know, they leave uh, Jerusalem uh, and then they get to, uh, to camp and <laughs> they look around um, and uh, and Jesus isn't there and she has to go back. Uh, and she even reproaches him, as I'm sure her heart reproached her for doing later. How could you do this to us? But Mary never had the sorrow. Well, not until the other kids. In Jesus, Mary never had the sorrow of having a sinful son. He was not a part of the curse because he did not have a sinful father for his federal head before God. Now, nationally and civilly in Israel, when he's adopted by Joseph, uh, there is There is a propriety of tracing a line through Joseph, and we see that uh, in the Gospels. But before God, he had no federal head, and so he did not descend from Adam by ordinary generation. Probably don't have to tell you, uh, but it's important to remind you, each of you have descended from Adam by ordinary generation, because each of you were conceived by a sinful father, uh, as was I as well, as much as I uh, love my dad, uh, but it does no dishonor to speak in this way. So we all sinned in Adam and fell with Adam in his first transgression. And this is taught in many places, but uh, most plainly uh, in Romans chapter five, Verse 12, Through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Uh, And they had sinned and died not by repeating sins, uh, when the law uh, had not yet come, but they died because of their sin in Adam, which is what verses 13 and 14 uh, argue. And then verse 15, by the one man's offense, many died. So we sinned in him, and by his sin we died, and because of his sin we died. Uh, We are uh, dead uh, uh, dead on arrival. We are sinful at conception. We are spiritually dead. Uh, Adam and his wife died in the day uh, that they sinned far more than they would die, you know, some 900 plus years later, at least, at least in Adam's case. The spiritual death of falling from innocence, of becoming a covenant breaker, of being a sinner and living with a heart, uh, that is set against God. And then even after coming to faith, uh, having uh, that which remains of the flesh set against uh, set against God, that is a far worse death than when our spirit leaves our body, uh, and our body returns, uh, and our body returns to the ground. Uh, and so we died in Him, not because we were actually there. You don't pre-exist; you come into the world when you are conceived. <clears throat> but the reason you are born dead is because you were federally represented in Him who sinned. And so by the one man's offense, many died. Verse 17, by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Verse 18, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men. Verse 19, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So we sinned in Adam, every one of us, And we fell with him, and we died in him and with him, to use the language of Romans 5. So the question is, did all mankind fall in Adam's first transgression? And the answer is, the covenant being made with Adam not only for himself, but for his posterity, all mankind descending from him by ordinary generation, sinned in him and fell with him in his first transgression.